This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Babs Gray, and it's time for spooky season. You know, your annual pap smear. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and mm, the croutons on this salad are divine. Did I say croutons? I meant whole pieces of cold cheese pizza. There is no salad. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and did anyone else get high and accidentally register for the Joshua Tree half marathon last night? <laughs> and this you. is lady to lady. <laughs> can you keep a secret? Neither can we. We got Barbara Brandy and of course Victor. We got a show for everyone that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. We will be doing, yeah. speaking of spooky season, we don't have it scheduled yet, but we're going to do a live stream for our patrons where we're getting ready for our Halloween costumes. So, yes, look out for that. Sign up at patreon.com slash lady to lady if you're not already signed up because it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm getting, I'm, pre- I'm like, I'm, you know, preparing. This yeah, year, I'm so. excited for your wow. costume. Your That's costume's going to be good. It, and I think I'm gonna have a. I think we're gonna have a Halloween party too. So we'll have somewhere to wear them. Oh, perfect! <laughs> oh, fun. Okay, maybe I'll start saving money now, and, oh, yeah. I, and I'll, I'll actually make good on my threat to do a real costume. <laughs> do it. Okay. <laughs> this will be the year. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, real quick, this just. This, I just got uh, booked on this festival yesterday. But um, if you are in Big Sky, Montana, um, the weekend of uh, September 20th through the 24th, I'm doing a comedy competition up there. Um, so is it called should... Big Sky? The place is called Big Sky? Yeah, yeah. It's called oh, Big Sky, Montana cool. and Big Sky Comedy Festival. Um, I'm like one of like 24 comics competing. Um, so if you're there, come vote for me. I'd love it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm gonna... Also, tell me where to hike around there. I'm like getting a rental car because I want to hang out and check it out so yeah mm. if you're in montana come hang Fine. <laughs> come on out montana listeners mm-hmm. do it montana come on and i'm not anywhere but my boyfriend is back home for a week so i'm gonna be real feral oh i'm so excited <laughs> for you is this I the know. longest he's been gone i think it is so it's, it's time <laughs> what the are you gonna do piles. how excited I, are you i mean i think i'm gonna just sit in my own dirt basically. uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's, I just saw it on the calendar and I was like, wow. Wow. You know, That's it's huge. also the Jewish high holidays at my work. So it's a oh combination of me Everything. working a lot and, uh, and piling at night. Piling. <laughs> Lots of reality TV and piling. Hell yeah. Yeah, the cats are going to love it too. They love it when it's a mess here. Let me just. Oh, I bet. Piles? Cats, cats love piles. They do they thrive yeah they're pile thrivers if you (laughs) 
pile thrivers. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the pile high club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. okay. Let's oh, get to the episode, shall we? Enough funny, enough funny, but just kidding. It's going to be all funny business because that's what you signed up for on this comedy podcast. You today. signed up for when we, you know how we get listeners if we do stand outside of the grocery store and ask you <laughs> if <laughs> that's how we should start. <laughs> Will you sign to listen to this, uh, sign your soul away to listen to this podcast? Oh my God, um, that's actually a really good Yes, idea. we have a great episode today. I know, right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the lady to lady credit card, great points. Then you won't <laughs> be avoiding the people outside. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, we are so excited to have this guest back on the show. It's been a while. We reminisced actually about their previous appearance on the show. Um, they have a new comedy album out called Chewini in a Tank Top, which you can already go buy online. And you can go see them live lots of places. They're super funny. Please welcome Deanne Smith to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> We're so excited to hang out with our guest today. Deanne Smith, welcome to the show. Hi, Deanne. Hi, guys. What's up? Do you know what? Okay. The first time I did your podcast it was 2019. Right oh. before the timeline split. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And I'm just reflecting on how much has changed in four years. Not to harp. We've all been in the I four years. I thought you were we going to say, I don't know why, because I've been doing this podcast but i thought you were going to say the first the last time i did it was 20 years ago in my head that's what was coming next <laughs> i'm bringing that energy today i'm like deeply deeply middle-aged in my bucket hat walking my dog i mean the thing is like we've been doing this podcast 11 years now so we someone will say that someday i believe i did your I podcast wait. 20 years ago God willing. That's awesome. a lifetime in podcasting. Yeah, truly. <laughs> we in were podcasting way. on eight tracks, if you can believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deanne, quick catch up. How was your plague? How's the last four years been? Uh, just a real, you know, highlights, lowlights. I mean, I'll, I can whip you through some highlights. It's been an absolutely wild ride. Um, really? In a, in a funny way of telling you highlights, I'll tell you this. I moved to L.A. Uh, someone I was seeing from New York came to quote quarantine with me for two weeks. That turned into months. We both kind of freaked out and got deeply codependent. Then I wanted to go to Canada. The only way she could join me is if she, we got married. We got married in Vegas. We went to Canada. Whoa! We, you guys, your face. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes, 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 okay. yes the vaxes yes. weren't right, the vaxes right, weren't right. rolling out fast enough in Canada. So we got one shot. Then we went to Portland. Then we got our second shot. Then we moved back to New York. And then things were deeply falling apart in our relationship because, of course, they were. Yes. And then uh, a year later, we broke up, and now we're getting divorced. <laughs> wow. You know how to do four years. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, thank you for bringing yes, the drama you. we've needed. Oh. None of us had that exciting of the last four years, I will say. No. So. I mean, I just would not stop moving. Other people were like, I'm watching my bank account grow. I'm staying home. I'm getting into hobbies. I'm like, I'm... I'm like war times. I, we got to flee. It's the apocalypse. This Trump election. I don't fucking know. Like yeah. we were just moving, 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 moving. Um, yeah. So now, you know, like, like um, your fight or flight is very flight heavy. Very flight heavy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Seatbacks and tray fair, tables. With, yeah. With a fair, fair amount of fawning, I would say, um, <laughs> My my sudden like desire to be like I'm in charge of this family like Rudy and my ex like a fair amount of like whatever you guys need I can do this um, right that's great we need those kind of people in the end times I'm gonna assume 
organizers. Yeah, do you know what? I did I did a pretty good job as an unemployed comedian uh, <laughs> taking care of a whole entire family. Yeah. We did all right. That's, um, I mean, yeah, it that's beats impressive. Zoom shows. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on fight or flight, fight, what are they? Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Where do you guys think you land? Oh, oh I didn't so, know about freeze, so fawn, fawn. Can we break that down a little bit? Yeah, I didn't know about freeze, fawn yeah. either. So freeze is is what you think it is. It's just kind of being overwhelmed, paralyzed. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you're actually going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. You're just going to uh, stay yeah. stuck. And fawn is, um, gosh, how do you explain it? It's it's relatively a new concept, but it's the idea that you um, really try to appease uh, whatever, whoever the problem is or whatever the problem is. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to make a very dark example, but why don't I? Because it's the one coming to mind. Yeah. But like... For example, this is really horrible. Some sometimes, you know, when people are in the midst of a sexual assault, they might mm-hmm. behave in ways that don't make sense to other people later. Mm. Right, like right, kind yeah, of, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to sure. appease the attacker or something. Like, yeah, like women like that marry on. serial killers in jail is like kind yeah. of like. A, well, no. I, did you read that New York Times article this morning? <laughs> is that why you're thinking of it, Dan? No. The New York Times did a great no, piece no. about that this morning, actually. But um, I don't read the New York Times because they have decent stuff, but I can't pay for them because they're so fucking transphobic. Yeah, yeah, they're they've had, trans. They've, really they've had bad. some pretty shitty takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I guess you know everything. Anyway, yeah. I I took this so dark so fast. You guys, no, like, no. how did you go? I'm like, we got divorced. Sexual assault is real. People are transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. We're seven so years. you're talking yeah, about reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're just okay. Real. <laughs> Let me. I mean, I kind of. Exp- fawn but not too well so it's like when you're in like a really stressful situation and you kind of like regardless of whether the person is causing the stress you you may try to help the person that's causing the stress is that what it is yeah here we go this is this is from the internet the fawn response is when an individual tries to avoid or minimize distress or danger by pleasing and appeasing the threat Mm. yeah Mm. so you like kind of like suck up to it to make it end by being in their favor kind of right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i guess that, that would be more like interpersonal conflicts mm-hmm. um i don't know how but you that's that i think on a pandemic i mean it's interesting because i'm thinking yeah exactly like yeah. a natural disaster or something because i was thinking about this in relation to like people trying to prepare for this hurricane that luckily we did not get too much of in la but yeah, yeah. like yeah you can't really fawn a hurricane <laughs> But I guess oh, if you're, so I think, I think you can. I think if you're someone who does buy a lot of shit and like make sure you have all your stuff and like, I think mm-hmm. those people, I would say that seems like that behavior where you're just Is trying that to not like fight. Though I guess mm-hmm. like to me, fight would be you're the asshole that's like sitting on the roof. Like yeah. I'm not leaving, you know. With your gun. Yeah, shooting the clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. That's right. That's right. Which does happen, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm somewhere between flight and fight. I think because it's like, I mean, during lockdown, at least I was only happy if I was like going on day trips and stuff. Like I like mm. to just drive places, but then would come back here and then just be mad. Mm. <laughs> And I love driving. There's no, there's such, it's just such a great feeling to it's be best. on the road. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just got into this festival in a, in Montana that I, I, I very genuinely was like, I mean, I could drive there. Flights are expensive. Yes. I, could just, I could just drive. I could just drive a 13, 13 hours to go do that instead. Then I was like, don't, don't, yeah. don't. What, but what I'm going to do is I'm flying into Salt Lake and then I'm running a car and then I'm driving five hours. Do, do y'all not oh, get fidgety? Beautiful. You don't get fidgety on those. No. Love it. Love it. Would so much rather I do, drive. but yeah, there's something about it kind of feeling like a job. Like when you're, when you are driving to a job, it's like, I'm doing something productive. Mm-hmm. And yet 
you're just sitting there watching the scenery roll by. Yeah. Listening yeah. to music or podcasts or whatever. It I does feel it. like yeah. like every time you see the miles pass, like you're making progress. I do get that. I do get that. I like it. Meditative. I just don't like the time like that it takes away. If I'm looking at costs, I'm like, I'm going to spend a lot more on food and stuff than I am. You know what I mean? In 13 mm-hmm. hours yeah, than I yeah. am in two hours or whatever on a flight. So that's kind of where it breaks down for me where I'm like, the time it's going to take me is not like worth it. Usually, Yeah. I just got a body that's like made out of electricity. Like even like planes are really tough for me. Like I got to have the aisle because I can't sit. <laughs> like I, I just yeah. like, I don't even uh-huh. sleep holding still. Like I, the, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I could see that about you. Do you, do you, do you have trouble like uh, sitting still for the length of a movie or something? Yes. Yes, yeah, like I know people. Like I this. was thinking about the three-hour movie problem that we have as a society, and I was like, I <laughs> feel like if we could just go back to putting intermissions in, I would be fine. It's oh, yeah. the continuous three-hour. Like I gotta pee, I gotta stretch. Like I don't. It makes me feel claustrophobic to know that I'm gonna have to sit in one place for a long period of time. Does that not yeah. bother? Are me? you a? Are you a dancer? I am. <laughs> yeah, every dancer I know is just like this. You, you need to you need to put your legs up the wall yes. every fifteen minutes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah, I think you're you're probably just like more in tune with your body than the rest of us schlubs that are like, yeah, this hurts, but whatever. <laughs> I do kind of hurts. I do think doing a lot of yoga and stuff like that can be maybe not counterproductive isn't the right word, but it can make you like hyper fixate on like everything that's a little oh, bit out yeah, of that's alignment. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm constantly. so disconnected with my body that I can just disassociate and leave it. It's just a potato sitting there for a while. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me too. It's like I'll notice there's a problem when like my hand has literally gone numb and I can no longer use it. I'm right. like, oh, maybe I should move this position. <laughs> <laughs> do you work, Deanna, at a desk or are you? what's your work situation? I mean, do I work is the number That's one a good question. question. I, I got I to gotta tell you, it has been difficult to plug back in to yeah. work and or caring about anything other than walking my dog in the park mm, uh, yeah. since, mm-hmm. since the pandemic. <laughs> um, but when I when I do work and sit down, it's it's at my kitchen table. Um, I can I can make lovely desk situations, but I'll just I'll I end up where the snacks are, where the light is, mm. you know, um, Did, yeah. Did you, out of curiosity, I mentioned the Barbie movie again on another episode, but did you see the Barbie movie? Yes. The Rhea Perlman scene where she says, I always did my best thinking at a kitchen table. I was like, me? Like, that's so true. I think a lot of people do. <laughs> I never yeah. thought of yeah. it like that. But yeah. That's what, yeah. Well, whenever I see like a, a home makeover where they make one of those like little desks in like a closet, I'm like, no one's using this. No one's going to no, sit there. Absolutely not. They're going to sit on the couch. They're going to sit at the kitchen table. They're not fucking sitting in this nook that you made. No. Yeah. That's not <laughs> but in terms for. of like it's what we do, coat. like, oh, sorry, like writing and thinking, it's like it's kitchen table work, but it's also really just. For me, it's like walking around helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah loosens yeah, up all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little the thoughts like actually. I feel like there's so much in my head all the time that like walking's one of the only things that helps it somehow go into like an actual stream and not just a jumble. Yeah, I think it's kind of why I like I, driving a lot because it is this like it's like a, a task that like a, the a lot of yeah. your brain is just doing that like you know how to do kind of automatically at a certain point. So you're removing a lot of that, like, and what am I doing next thing? So it feels kind of meditative in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah, 
definitely with you. Do yeah. any of you guys have a bike? <clears throat> Excuse me, I just got mm-hmm. a bike again for the first time in years, and it's such a joy. I love a, you're cool. in New York, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I I thought That's I'd so only nice. like bike around my neighborhood. But now I'm I'm venturing out. I'm kind of I'm risking my life out there. On I the think streets, once you get New comfortable, you're kind of like you just kind of go for it. I miss yeah. it. I used to ride like I live in Silver Lake, and I used to work in Mid City, and I would ride there. And like I really miss it because it was really fun going through all the different like like areas of LA. You know, every mm-hmm. day just kind of seeing everything and. It's, but it is scary. I just, I, my bike got stolen from work and like, I have one now, but I just am terrified of getting hit by a fucking car. Like, it's just so yeah. scary. It's a, it's a very reasonable fear. <laughs> I feel like once I'm on the bike, it makes walking seem so fucking boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that they're not the a faster way to do this. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's a really something special about riding a bike, especially around a city. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's really fun. Yeah, I did. I it's one. not as all as practical as a bike, but I got, I was one of the thousands of people or millions of people that got into roller skating during the pandemic. And that <laughs> Wait, is I didn't a know fun that way. became a thing. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, at least Big in thing. LA, they, this was ludicrous, but they put, you know, those things they used to like get people not to steal cars, the club. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They were putting those on basketball hoops. So people, would, so ki- no. it was like footloose. So kids couldn't play basketball. But wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know. Yes. They didn't want people to Dead be congregating ass. and touching each other yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. So God, then wow. the, that sucked for the basketball community, which my husband is in. But then the roller skating yeah. community came in <laughs> and we used all the basketball courts for roller skating. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. And so, like, roller skating, four wheels, not in line. We're not talking roller blading. No, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've always found roller skating like way more intuitive because I feel like you, your center of balance kind of makes more sense. Whereas roller blades, I feel like I'm always kind of teetering. Yeah, I've never been on roller more. blades. Really? I, when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, because like I was I was the only girl in like a six mile radius growing up. So like all my guy friends had like blade roller they were always just doing extreme <laughs> sports stuff, which meant you had to have roller blades. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was the one with the blades out there. I had I had brakes on them though. I, I never got to the point that I took the brakes off. That's the way a lot of people do it. I feel like though with roller or are you Tess, are you using roller skates to like run errands or anything because I feel like with a bike wish. you can like go play yeah. yeah I feel like that's the disadvantage <laughs> I mean, yeah that would be great can you imagine how <laughs> you whimsical I would be if I was going to Target oh my on my roller skates <laughs> yeah please do that <laughs> just a backpack you could do it depending on what you're picking up I know right I'll, I'll report back I'll let you guys know I'll let you guys know I just I don't know if you guys roller skated as a kid like in rinks and stuff but it was like as an mm. adult I had to learn how to stop because as you oh, know how yeah. like in a rink you would just like slam oh, just into the, the wall. wall. Yeah, you're like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you get out in the real world, you're like, there's no wall. <laughs> like, no no shit. bumpers. Yeah. I mean, there's That's walls so right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just hit the wall and then you kind of walk into like where the concessions are. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you get your slurpee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, you're drawing up a somewhat traumatic memory. Oh no. <laughs> what happened? In quotes joking. Well, I'm wondering now if uh roller skating at Skate Estate uh <laughs> Turned me gay because okay. I was um, holding hands with my little seventh grade boyfriend. Wait, where was this? I can't remember his last name. This is in upstate New York. This okay. would have been around Binghamton, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I can't remember Steve's name, but he had a cute little haircut, cute little face. We were holding hands, skating around Skate Estate. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, my mom came to pick me up early. So she saw me holding hands with Steve. Oh, no. And then oh. we went to dinner, and then she told my whole family, and I was deeply embarrassed. Yeah. Like, it was it was oh. beyond. And it wasn't, like, a bad thing, but it's, like, I, I, 
I'm I'm remembering now that it felt horrible to me. And then I was like, Steve, we're breaking up. You're like, I will never hold hands with a man again. (laughs) 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 Was that the last boy you held hands with? No. Uh, Now that I'm thinking about Steve and his delicate bone structure and his gorgeous little haircut, I'm like, nah, I was gay the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) You know how certain seventh grade boys have a very kind of lesbian Oh, a thousand percent. A lot of similar haircuts, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like, when you're that age, like, everything's so deeply shameful. I don't know oh, why yeah. everything is just I remember even like the first time I wore a bra I was like so embarrassed for anyone to like see that I had a bra on under my shirt mm-hmm. yeah you right. truly There's think no that everyone is thinking anymore. about you all the time yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's either like not wearing a bra is embarrassing wearing a bra is embarrassing <laughs> yeah. not shaving your legs is the worst shaving your legs is the worst yeah it's it's almost like we live in a patriarchy that hates women's bodies. That we're, in, we're never going to feel comfortable or be accepted. Hmm. <laughs> hey, you you said you've already talked about the Barbie movie, but well, please. I would like to check in because I haven't talked about it with anyone other than the friend. No, I didn't even talk about it with the friend I saw it with because <laughs> she um, got a distressing email from her ex right after we saw it and like Ooh. collapsed oh. on the sidewalk oh, and then no. took an Uber home. Okay. So we haven't even talked about it. So let's unpack it. it. Um, I did enjoy it a lot visually, and I think the hype got to me because I was kind of like, I hate to say it, there was a little bit of like a eh feeling, Mm. and I Mm -hmm. think it might be because I know that we live in a patriarch. Like, it wasn't like mind-blowing to me the way it was to some people. Yeah, I think think that it was like different levels for different people, you know, as far as like those of us who were like already attuned to that stuff maybe Mm -hmm. felt... I think I heard some people be like, it felt somewhat basic, but I, I don't know. I think it had a lot of levels to it. And I think you can kind of take from it what you need. Yeah. You know what I mean? My take on it. I don't actually think it's about explaining what the patriarchy is. I think it's a movie about exactly kind of the age that we're talking about. Like it's almost like it's a coming of age Mm -hmm. story about what it is to have your eyes opened up to Mm -hmm. those dichotomies and those sort of like, ideologies that exist in the world and it's like yeah we've already lived through that but it's Mm -hmm. like it's about like losing that innocence and like and stopping Mm -hmm. like realizing that the world is this sort of perfect place and realizing that you live in a world where you actually are never gonna belong and it was about um I think like one of the biggest things to me is it's ultimately like it's not really that original of a story in some ways like it's very similar to like the matrix or like catcher in the rye Mm-hmm. but or buddhism i think it's a very like buddhist story it's about mm-hmm. like accept it's about like accepting the the uh kind of gritty parts of humanity along with the good parts mm-hmm. but i think so often almost always that narrative is portrayed with a male protagonist and so i think like the corollary to that is like the human experience is male and so this yeah. was sort mm-hmm. of subversive in that like oh actually to be human is something that people that all people experience, not people that just sort of like subscribe to this idea of maleness or of the patriarchy. Yes, I'm so glad I asked. I love this. And I'm going to bite what you said to sound smart when other people ask me about it. I'm going to go, hmm, <laughs> it's ultimately Buddhist, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely really beautiful. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I actually, I want a shirt in the Barbie font that says Ooh. ultimately Buddhist. <laughs> the thing I think is funny is like so many places are now just like, 
co-oping like the the Barbie font. Like there's a, a dress neighborhood, a dress place in our neighborhood that is like has like twenty percent off and like Barbie written all over the all over the outside. Right, right. Like everyone's it's like, how can I make it? My I think thing? I'm also part of it. Like people, <laughs> like friends I've had who I've seen. You know, I had a friend who like liked it, but was a little bit like, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still like selling a product and it, you know what I mean it's still course, Mattel yeah. blah 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 and which I get and it is like the, the I mean obviously the fucking like collab collabs they've done I mean you can't I went to the mall and every single store had like a Barbie thing so it it's yeah. a lot you know it's in your face but I yeah, still yeah. I loved it um but I also don't want to like I do not want like the universe I don't need a million movies no. like I'm like no. I'm like oh don't no. I don't there will it, be though you know, no there will be it. though it's you're gonna right happen. Well, they, yeah. they, the, the guy well, I didn't like even the, think about that the oh I think it's it's of Mattel, it was so like, successful yeah. it's gonna you yeah. know he very specifically has been like I want to build Mattel as the new Marvel like he's like in interviews said mm. that I do like though that uh Margot Robbie and uh um Ryan Gosling? Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Um, they're not signed on for anything else. Like, they're only signed on for this one. So, like, if... Which I don't... There's no room for a sequel. There shouldn't be one anyway. But um, if they were to push for it, the amount of money they're going to have to pay them <laughs> to yeah. get Oh, my God. And truly. Those are also, like, two actors that are, like, don't care about that kind of... They're, like, they, that's not the kind of shit that they want to do, it seems like. So. Yeah. It's exciting let, to be like, well, hopefully at least that's... Let me ask you, what else is in the Mattel universe? Hot Wheels? Good question. <laughs> like G.I. Joe. I mean, I feel I like mean. Skipper oh. could have her own movie, probably. Skipper I could feel have like her own movie. I mean, Ken, it would be people, I think Barbies, like, doing their own okay. movies, I'm guessing. All uh, right. But what I mean, I will Mattel? say, yeah, now I'm like, I feel like, isn't, now that we're mentioning it, I'm like, I think Mattel's, like, the big one, right? Yeah, no, Mattel has like Fisher Price. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Fisher Price. Price. Did you guys American have American Girl? I mean, hello. Oh, that's Girl Mattel? Yeah. yeah. Apples to oh, apples. Damn. I swear to God, if they make an apples to apples movie, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving the country. Of course they're making out. I'm out. <laughs> Everybody You guys know how I feel about games. One of my <laughs> least favorite games is Apples to Apple. I hate yeah. Apples to Apples. Absolutely same. Thank you. It's yeah. <laughs> I I played it once like maybe fifteen years ago at a house at a nerd house party in yeah, Montreal. That's where you play. Um yep. tell me, remind me what it is. It's like prompts. It's like things you combine together to make funny. Oh no, wait, that's the other one. I can't remember Apple. Isn't it's, it like cards for humanity, no. but like with unfunny things? Yeah, it's Cards Against Humanity for Cowards. And the, that's already the cowardly <laughs> game. It's, already, yeah, it's, it's awful. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so fucking much. Fuck you, Mattel. So I don't think so. Yeah. It's always like also when you're having a nice time and like the one person that can't hang is yes. the one that has apples to apples. Yes. And you're like, just just hang out. Just be cool. Ooh. That's all the it is. The one person that can't hang. Yeah. <laughs> they always got apples to apples in their damn pocket. Get out of here. Just listen. Just listen. <laughs> oh, brother. I'll yeah. say this, though. RE, the Mattel franchise, I completely agree with you guys that this is a terrible idea and inevitable. But yeah, I will say this. Multiple of the Lego movies have been good. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying they won't be good. I'm sure they honestly probably will be good. But I just like, I you know what I mean? I hate that instant like. Oh, oh I it know. made a lot of money and like yeah. let's drain it of every like I just yeah that, well, I and know then, like also that you have to have a successful brand attached to you to like get something made now is like just generally depressing in general when you like 
like I mean we all work in comedy it's like <laughs> you yeah. know when's the last time like a comedy comedy like was in theaters of any kind you know that wasn't attached to a brand or was just like oh this is a funny premise you know it's uh depressing um <laughs> that people are like oh yeah Guardians of the Galaxy those are great comedies and I'm like those are super they're funny but the superhero <laughs> yeah. movies they aren't, com- right. they aren't comedies like <laughs> no I don't know Anyway, <laughs> have you guys seen that sponge called Sponge Daddy? Yeah, I have a Sponge Daddy. The Happy oh, Face I have a Sponge Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Are Love you? It. Is, are you? Is this new for you? Are is you? This... No, it just popped to mind. Like it just popped to mind as like what would be a fun brand? Oh, for <laughs> to make a movie. Oh, make a movie. Of? <laughs> That's what you want to see a movie. Of? It's like literally just a smiley face. I was like, I mean, honestly, fun. I mean, they That's made so cute. they made like a pack. Didn't they make a that pixel one or Pac-Man? Yeah. Or well, they do we limited edition ones. And I actually went to Home Depot the other day and got a limited edition. <gasps> oh, he's an octopus sponge daddy. Oh, I thought That's it was really a ghost cute. sponge daddy, but it's an That's octopus. Really cute. Octopus, man. I want that. Yeah, I, that's I'm fine with Sponge Daddy, but Sponge Mommy is too much for me. Have no, you seen yeah. that? Like Sponge, Sponge Mommy's Mommy. a lot. Yeah. yeah. What's I've the difference st- between the two? Is it like I think it's literally it's very like Pac-Man. It's like there's a bow in her hair. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, you know what's funny? I've seen Sponge Mommy like the the tag for it, but I've never actually seen. One. I think they've always been sold out whenever I've been at the store. <laughs> <laughs> I will I've say like congrats <laughs> on you know you think you can't. Yeah reinvent the wheel and someone comes along and says i am making a spun a cool sponge yeah <laughs> yeah also sponge mommy it sounds like a name for like someone who's really good at taking advantage of people like i'm a sponge mommy yeah. oh my yeah. gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> opposite, sh- yeah, opposite of sugar daddy that's so funny sponge well, mommy i think we're <laughs> It's actually Scrub Mommy, I think. Like it's scrub. Oh, oh, it is Scrub. scrub. Not it sounded spray. weird to me, but I like couldn't Shit. figure out why. No, Sponge Mommy. It's Sponge Mommy. It's Sponge Mommy. Now. It's Sponge yeah. Mommy. Sponge <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, we're going right. to go draft up the treatment for the Sponge Daddy Mommy movie, and uh, we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> everybody welcome back to lady to lady i'm brandy i'm babs i'm tess i'm deanne deanne oh I my did goodness it like, i sorry. did it like i would do you know when you have to leave your name on a voice mail and yeah. it's, you can never say it properly <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. i love you, you know what i crush leaving voicemails can you I just do say? great at yeah. it yeah are you Yes. Hey, I, I'm I'm wow. bright. I'm cheerful. I leave the right oh, information. Oh, them. Yeah. But you know when you have to put your own name in, or this is a thing oh the oh past. yeah, where they're like, uh, please say your name after the tone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I will say, as someone who now. used to, someone who used to do the, <laughs> this is my, I don't know if I've talked about. This. Someone okay. used to call this the like sex phone lines. What? Not the ones where you pay money to like talk to someone sexually, but there's like party phone lines where you can just talk to people who are also horny. Yeah, and you basically. used to call. Yes, and okay, I used to okay, call. Okay, it was free for women. <laughs> Men had to pay. Cool. For it. But if there was a thing where you would have to say your name after a after a blank, and I would think I would usually use a fake name, but it was yeah. funny because guys they don't they don't want to sign up. They don't want to spend the time doing this. So a lot of times it would just be like a faraway grunt. <laughs> 
We're <laughs> 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 just like, they were like not sure of what the instructions were. So it'd be like a long pause and it'd be mm. like, uh, Dale. And like, <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be really funny because if you got a message from somebody, you'd be like, you have a message from... <laughs> I love these guys are too horny to say their names. <laughs> uh, it was just like they're so horny that they don't want to deal with the instructions. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to do right now? I'm pressing oh my the God. button. That's brought me back. All right. Wow. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> Unlocked memory. I love it. <laughs> it was always like a if you, I, as someone like as a horny person it was an easy way to like kind of fool around with somebody with like zero consequences you know what I mean because mm -hmm. they don't know who you are but you can like talk dirty but then you're like I never have to see this person or you well, know it seems liberating do you probably discovered things about yourself in those moments yeah I don't know it was just a you know <laughs> way what to, like can I ask Babs what year this was yeah, what age is, like, I'm just curious. I've never heard of 1978. It feels, party lines are from the 50s, so Barbara might be at the really They're still around, live links. It's still, it's a thing. It's, I think, like, I mean, I don't know, you know, Last, 12 years ago okay, 12 when years I ago. lived in L.A. Okay, okay, right. okay. Cool. <laughs> why? That's, no, I mean, why? No, no, because curious. you know when. I'm curious because, like we said, I've only heard of party lines happening like post World War II. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh man, see, this is you, a you, you were like a horny internet person, like I was. So I knew, like, I met people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew where like the horny outlets were that were not. Just I want to know more. Teach out with us someone. more. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, what? Do you, I don't know. I'll say this about horny internet. I, I I think chat roulette was one of the funniest things that's ever happened. <gasps> I forgot about oh. that. What's chat roulette's still out there too. Oh, people, is it? I see people on TikTok live just go on chat roulette. Yeah. No, oh chat God. roulette was very funny. I never used that. I did not use that as a horny outlet because that seemed like too, again, too exposing or like you have to like look at someone. Yeah. I used to just like, I, there was a while where like every time I was like drinking with my friends, they'd be like, let's put on chat roulette. Oh, and yeah, then like yeah. every 10th thing would just be like a, a genital. Just a dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a lot of full on. So silly. Waste level. <laughs> mm. Okay. But, but seriously, but seriously, time to get serious. Um, Deanne. You have a new yes. album coming out. <laughs> I do. You know what? It is out there. It is on 800 Pound Gorilla and probably anywhere else that you can get an album. It's called Choweenie in a Tank Top, which <laughs> is a riff on my gender identity. It's like, you can call me whatever you want. Failed woman, weird man, Choweenie in a Tank Top. I'll take it. I don't care. Um, it was recorded in, I feel kind of disconnected from it because it was recorded in December 2021. Oh, wow. And my inability to listen to my own self <laughs> like really they sent it to me for some edits and I was like eventually and then 18 months later I'm like okay fine um uh yeah so it was recorded quite a while ago but it's it's fun there's a, there's a story about me meeting John Hamm in there oh um, nice I Can think we, we get kept, a we, sense I, I, I added in like what I called a bonus track which was really me just kind of losing my mind on stage in a fun way because I don't know about you guys but I get very like um 
too anxious sometimes and too nervous when things are being recorded because it seems mm. like the opposite of what comedy actually is. Yeah. Like, comedy is like living in the moment, yeah. being with the people. And it, like there's, you know, if you mess up, there's, there's no messing up because it's all just fun and whatever. So sometimes that pressure of like, got to get the joke down this way. And then this is how the joke is going to live forever. Yeah. Um, but we broke that in a moment and had like a really fun time. And I'm like, I got to keep that on there. So yeah, I would say fun. it's like as close to a live experience as as I could make it. Amazing. That's awesome. I love yeah, that. It was fun. And I miss bonus is your dog a Chihuahua? So it's my follow up question. I don't think so. She's some kind of a Chihuahua mix. I just glanced over at her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's more fun to say Chihuahua than Chihuahua. Totally. Chihuahua yeah, is yeah, great. Because yeah. Chihuahua is mm-hmm. a great word and Weenie is a great word. So that portmanteau is just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, growing up, had a Cocker Spaniel poodle mix, which is known as a cockapoo. Um, Adorable. Yeah. That's good was always really fun and like being like 13 and being like this is our dog cubby he's a cockapoo (laughs) what did you say that was always great as a teenager i mean it's it's second only to shih tzu yeah 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 really great (laughs) yeah i feel like um I, you know what? I'm actually glad to hear you say that you recorded your album. And it took. I did the same with mine. It took me four fucking ever to listen to it because, yeah, you're just listening to your and you're judging it because you're like, again, this is going to be forever. Even yeah. though whatever. No one, you know, yeah. no one cares more than you do, obviously. Yeah. But um, so I'm actually thank you. I'm thank you for taking so long because it makes me. Feel <laughs> did you? I'm glad. Did you find that once you sat down that you had an easier time with it? Was it more the like you were avoiding the task off in the horizon, or did you sit down a couple times and try and it was too hard? No, I was avoiding the task. It's it's always about like I am I am a deep procrastinator, and it's always about like attempting to avoid the feeling yes. that the task will bring up. Mm. So if the feeling is like self-judgment or any kind of anxiety, it's like, no thanks. And then, of course, the feeling gets worse. You just compound it every month, every month. Well, yeah, because then you got to guilt yourself about not doing the thing. And it's just yeah. a really nice snowball but, you make. Babs, I want to thank you for saying the phrase, even though, whatever. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to maybe get it on a t-shirt. That's a good motto per- for me personally to live by. I think I say that I think I say that all, uh, pretty much every episode. Yeah. <laughs> a good catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, it is always the opposite of the, what you feel like comedy should be. You're like, I just want to be loose and enjoy myself. And we all want to be in this moment in time that's very specific to this evening. And yeah. not feel like this is something that's been repeated 10 million times. Yeah. It's never the yeah. best version. And like the more that <laughs> yeah. you can just be like, you had to see it live, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially for us, right? Because we mm-hmm. do it to do it, to be in yeah. the moment and be yeah. right there. Not to like mm-hmm. endlessly listen back and tweet. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Could you remove the um at point thirteen yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and then like you so have to be i mean it is a lot like dancing in that way of like you kind of have to know it so well that you can forget it and then like Mm. the second you get in your head i think that disrupts that kind of flow state where you're like watching yourself as you're saying the words and that's always when i get in trouble and that nervous energy i remember like for mine it's like listening to the beginning was so hard because i was trying to bring energy but i was just like i am just screaming like all mm, i can hear, i do that too all yeah. i could hear was me just being like this is energy and yeah, like, yeah. oh god this is a whole fucking nightmare <laughs> yeah but you know i but it's also like nice to get past that and move past that like and now you're obviously like you said you recorded a while ago so you're definitely like past it now but it always feels good to like put that chunk behind you 
Oh, totally. Yeah, it does feel good to to get it out. Um, and I gotta say, I don't I don't know what people are doing with albums or that people are even still doing albums. The price is insultingly low to everyone involved. Myself, you as the consumer, <laughs> anyone involved with making the album, 800 pound gorilla, it's $5. It's $5. <laughs> and I feel like either make it free or make it $600. Right. Yeah, yeah. For real. That is a very good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> God, my dad's, uh, I don't want to get too much into this, but my dad sent me like a link to some fucking libertarian comedian I've never heard of. And, Ugh. you know, of course, it's this guy being like, I can't even put my special on YouTube because it'll get banned. And I was just like, I was like, Dad, I don't like people like this. Like, yeah. he, he says that he has six million followers. He's not yeah. being censored. He's not right. someone who's censored. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. He's, and obviously mm -hmm. people care. Yeah, it's part of his grift. Yeah, he's and then I look him up, and yeah, he's selling tickets in Nebraska for $87. And I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. You're pretending, like, you know. Yeah. And just, like, the meanwhile, we're selling our shit for 5 or 10 bucks, like an album. And it's just like, you, you're such a yeah, little grifter. Yeah, well, I don't think that people who, are who have ever legitimately in their careers been marginalized uh, have this fetishizing of being banned. Like when you, yeah, yeah. When you, you know what I mean? Like that is really the territory of, of white libertarian men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the business executive that gets a dom because they're just like, no one's ever told me no. <laughs> yes. You guys are totally onto something. That's exactly mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It's uh, infuriating. Dad, yeah. somebody, you know what we need? We, I don't know. Maybe it's Jim Gaffigan, but like we need like a comedian that like the dads can like without pissing us off. Maybe it's Jim Gaffigan. I, I haven't watched his shit in a while. Um, I don't, I'm sorry if Jim Gaffigan said something offensive that I didn't see. I, that was the first person I thought of. It was dad-like. Um, <laughs> he seems like he's good for the most part. I don't think he would say it. I think he might think it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know him. I actually don't know I don't him. Know he actually, I do think he's he has in the yeah. past been on the right side of things, if I could yeah. remember correctly. I feel yeah. like, that's what I mean. I feel like he's like he's clean. He talks about dad stuff, but it's not like, you know... Everyone should yeah. have AK-47s or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, we don't know. Jim, Jim, if you want to come on the show, talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Every week. Defend deeply. yourself to us, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something deeply problematic, but let's go for it. Let's because do it. it's maybe still fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, I feel like people in genuine danger of getting, quote, canceled, if that's even real, are, like you say, people who exist more on the margins, because then we're talking yeah. to people who are on the margins who are politically, uh, I don't know, aware and maybe sensitive to the point of absurdity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. My album was called Tell It to My Balls, um, <laughs> which was a riff on like male confidence. I, I, I mean, it was ages ago, but the bit was essentially about I wish I had a catchphrase and I would play really small. I was like, oh, I just wish I was more confident like my male counterparts. I wish I could have a catchphrase. But anyway, I'm trying one. Let me try it out on you guys. And then I would always ask a guy in the audience, what do you do for a living? And then before he could answer me, I would lean way back and point <laughs> to my crotch and just yell, Tell it to my balls. <laughs> and fun and I yeah. loved like just being in that moment of being really small before they knew like where it was going yeah right? but essentially it's a joke about male confidence yeah the album came out just a few not so many but more than one um trans women comics on the internet circa 2016 uh took offense to the title uh, thought that I was making fun of trans women's bodies or mm. the idea that anyone could be mm. a woman and maybe have balls 
And that was really fucking frustrating because I was yeah. like, yeah. I've been like trying to do comedy from this place, not even trying, just doing it from this place of punching up constantly. Right. Yeah. And to like, yeah, to put something out there and then have people just interpret it completely wrongly and then be loud about it was really frustrating. Well, and also not give you like the benefit of like, number right. one, you clearly didn't listen to it. So you yeah. were looking for a reason to be maybe not looking for a reason to be upset, but like you found it without giving me the benefit of the doubt and letting all that good work that I have done, like speak for me to some degree to give me some grace as opposed to being like, Hey, this, this is how this made me feel and having an adult conversation about it, you know, and then you could be like, Oh, this is the point of the joke. And this is, you know, then you can have that versus then they, yeah. people can get clout off of that. And then it's just becomes, yeah. this like, I, I mean the bad faith yeah. interpretations I think is what, yeah. Is what like really fucks up, you know, online discourse and like yeah. art by people who are trying to mm -hmm. like say, you know, trying to make a point in the way that you're yes, trying to make you're a right. point. You're right. It's that it's the bad faith interpretation. I I mm -hmm. kind of forgot about that. I think I'm in my my own little bubble. And then um I left a comment on someone else's Instagram recently, like a friend of mine that's a comic. I left yeah. a funny com a comment um, when she was blowing up about something else and everybody else was leaving a different style of commentary. And I did yeah, this yeah. just to make her laugh because it was funny. Yeah. And then people that had no idea that we were friends or that we're both comics even yeah. really mm -hmm. like freaked out about my comment. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, yeah. And it. I forgot. I Pe forgot what the yeah, internet. People, and I like to fill in the blanks. People yeah. love to fill in the blanks, and I do think too that probably people who create art that is a little bit more geared towards people that have been marginalized in that way, like we are going to care more about those comments because you're probably mm. a little bit more of like a sensitive, empathetic person. So whereas there may be people who get a thousand of those comments and are like, fuck that. I don't, and they let it roll off their back. I mean, how many people tell Joe Rogan to fuck off every day? He doesn't give a fuck. Whereas yeah. we get one person on Twitter that's like, this was really problematic. And we're like, oh my God, was that me? I'm so sorry. That was probably me. Yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. Was you know, so I think that's part of it <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's definitely like the other end of the, right. Like you said, Dan, the other like end of the can't, whatever quote going to mm -hmm. be canceled spectrum where yeah. it's like people are, I mean, we see it all the time online and it's like, also it seems to sometimes come from a place of like, I will be the person who, or like everyone's trying to be, you know, the most whatever. I don't even know how to explain this. Everyone's no, trying to get the most points for like for being yeah. like the best person. It's like, well, we're all human. We're all fallible, you know, and like mm -hmm. you have to give people grace, especially the ones who have demonstrated that they are generally trying to like do the right thing or be a good person. Yeah. Have any of you ever come close to anything feeling like like it was going to like you were going to get canceled or anything that felt like dangerous or scary in that way. Well, um, well, <laughs> well, these guys. Yeah, me and me and Tess, we when we we went through the free Britney. Yeah, stuff. okay, okay. Yeah. When you said well, I was like, okay, I think I know where it is. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't yeah. actually know what happened in I mean, that way with you guys. We sort of like broke the story on on what was yeah. like our side project podcast and it was a comedy podcast that we ended up like, you know, breaking real news on. So like overnight we were sort of in the middle thrust into like threat yeah. like li i mean like literally overnight like we, we released it on yeah. at midnight and by eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning you know it was like literally overnight um yeah and it was yeah it was very uh stressful i mean it, and it went on for like two years but, but it was like this very um 
impassioned community on the internet that like in a lot of ways was doing really good stuff, but also um, was looking for wrongdoers sort of everywhere. Mm. And, and it was a situation where a lot of things were being hidden from the public. And so that did create some sort of like conspiracy type thinking and paranoia. And because we were sort of like part of that story breaking, we got kind of wrapped into some of those conspiracy theories and Pizzagate kind of situations. Um, we were doxxed. We were, harassed we were stalked we were yeah it was very traumatizing and that's so horrific yeah. and absurd yeah really yeah, yeah. yeah. i know yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's not it's not we didn't have something necessarily you know someone call me out on like something some joke or something like that but definitely again people people filling in the blanks people having bad, bad faith interpretations and like assuming they know things i think was the biggest thing they th- assume yeah. Yeah. They know something about you people i mean we just saw people telling straight up lies about us and it's like it's very it fucks over your brain to see that it's really it's i think it's one thing that really touches us deeply as people like nobody mm-hmm. likes to be misunderstood misinterpreted yes. Yeah, I have the wrong story. That's what I would say. Exactly. That's what I would cry to my like therapist about was I would be like, it is so hard to be misunderstood on this level because Mm -hmm. like I know myself and I think I'm a good person. And again, if you are somebody who's empathetic, you can feel gaslit because then you're like, wait, am I like shitty or something? You know what I mean? And you're and so it's like, do I have Britney chained in the basement? Right. I don't know. I had a basement. (laughs) See what's going on down there. Yeah. It's it's a huge mind fuck. It's really interesting. Well, I think it's so interesting, too, because it's like, you know, I think online communities give us this like and, and there are some that I think people can build community within. But I think like the parasocial relationship makes people feel like they have um, like that it's 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 a bad replacement for actual community in the world with like your neighbors you know what I mean like the number of people that are just like I these are the only kind of people I will know I will only know people that are exactly like this and only think exactly like this and that's like not the way the real world should work and then you're like it's you 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 lack empathy for anybody that isn't exactly like that and it becomes this very puritanical way of being and it's not and you're also lonely because you're not meeting people and like being right it's like a replacement yes yeah you know i mean you know what else i think it is is like i think a lot of people are much meaner when they're driving than they are when they go to trader joe's or whatever Mm -hmm. and i think there is like a version of road rage that exists on the internet Mm. because of how the internet is constructed like it's literally like making our neurons fire Mm -hmm. off by pissing us off or making us feel happy and you know the piss off ones are better for traffic and better for shares and better for engagement. So I wonder if when we get into that space that is so engineered to piss us off, if, if all of us are in like a slightly more aggressive mindset, for sure. Ooh, I think that's because well, I found myself doing it too. Like think mm-hmm. like wanting to comment on something or think, and it's my, my outlook has changed a lot after what we went through. And I really try to not judge people. And I certainly don't like write a fucking comment on anyone's shit, yeah, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. but I but I get the instinct because also the instinct to call out someone for shitty behavior that you think you see, even mm-hmm. though it's from one fucking sentence or something. Yeah, you, yeah. it's still there, you know. Especially these days when we want to like call people out for shitty behavior, but it's you're missing so much usually, or it's just like, or enough people have already done it. Also, like you don't need to add to it. They're getting yeah. plenty of shit most of the time. And there's also this like, I mean. I've read read a lot about how like the way that we communicate in person, like we are because of we're human, we've spent hundreds of thousands of years evolutionarily being like, 
we're talking and we have body language, but also we are picking up on so many other things that are telling us how this person thinks and what is actually going on. And like our bodies are doing that. And when we communicate only online, so much of the information is taken from us. Like we just don't Mm -hmm. get it because we're not seeing the person's nostrils flare. We're not seeing like, we're not smelling that we're not seeing all this stuff. So it's like, we're already, you've dehumanized this person that you're talking to just from like the way that we interact with like the way that a person is in general. So it's like, so you're already mad because you're like, I'm not getting all the information from this person I'm talking to Mm -hmm. that, but you're not even acknowledging that part. Right. Well, that's like with comedy too, because if you see a set just written out, I think you can see something as like, you know, Mm -hmm. if someone saw a DM, that joke just written out, they would, yeah. They would want to be like, oh, well, it's it's this way. But yeah. it's like it's it's all about your yeah. delivery and your intention and everything. And you can't see that yeah. in black and white, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this may seem unrelated, but it got stuck in my mind, Brandy. And I need to know you talked about neighbors. Mm-hmm. I think about your skeleton probably every <laughs> other month. Um, so is the skeleton still there? What's going on? How are the neighbors? Skelly is still up. Um, we Skelly. had a hurricane. I took Skelly's arms off. I'm putting them back on today just to be safe. Those were the That's things so that fall safe. Yeah. yeah. And what if you had it? Your... <laughs> and then, like, I'm Brandy's neighbor, and I just get like an arm flying into my front yard. I'm like, Brandy, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> well, it's funny because my Skelly is next to like there's a um, a business that is like next to my house that also has a skeleton, and they really? don't do anything to it. It's not even like. Um, like secured on the ground and like you I gotta call walking. CPS on these guys <laughs> I mean truly was making fun of me. he was like that's not it's not your skeleton Why, you're not the, protect, the keeper of all the skeletons <laughs> in the neighborhood and I was like I am just worried about him <laughs> I feel worried about him that's so sweet you gotta take care of the neighbor's skelly too um, but yeah it's it's really cute like there's a lot of like there's like a toddler that like goes for a walk in our neighborhood and goes hi skeleton whenever he sees Aww. it every day and like, I mean, I'll sit on my porch. I have a lot of neighbors that walk by and they're just like, we just love your house. It just makes me happy. What's he going to wear oh, next? You know, like. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's so fun. I love it. It's, it's, he'll be up, he'll be up un- until he's not able to be. I love him so yeah. much. <laughs> when you mentioned neighbors, I was like, you, you do seem like someone who has a real like dynamic, real relationship with your neighbors, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. It's like the people that you see. I mean, even if it's like, I mean, I'm not like super close with everybody, but it's like, we say hi, I like know who they are. And it's like, you know, my neighbor, Chris, his, um, uh, his dad died in Wisconsin. He lives with his mom and he was like, hey, can you like help my mom out for the next couple of weeks while I go Aww. deal with that? And I was like, yeah, of course. So I like would bring in packages for her and like open a couple of boxes and it was just also just like, I don't, that's one of the only old people I know in Los Angeles. It's like, I don't yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Coast, yeah. You know, it's like, just like, it's just, not, I mean, it's nice. I think, I think so many of the problems like what we're going through now would be, uh, turned down if we just like talk to our neighbors more like you know just in general even not your immediate maybe even not your immediate but people in your community like out and about yeah I had a neighbor oh my god I need to I found I saw like an envelope in my front yard and I was like what is this and then I looked at it and it was like an invitation to come watch the fireworks on July 4th from a neighbor who had seen yeah we'd like I'd seen her at a show or something and I I need to I wasn't able to go so I need to like leave her a note and be like please invite me again um but it was so sweet but then on the other hand like i literally yeah. don't know my other neighbors names and i've been here for a million years so like i saw yeah. a kid across the street i've been here for 15 years and i saw the kid is a teenager now and i was like oh my fucking god the, this was a child when they moved <laughs> oh, that's in wild. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um okay we got we have to take a quick break we'll be right back with lady problems 
back in Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Deanne. And it's time for Lady Problems. If you've got one, write to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. You can also give us a phone call at 323-6-BUT-30. First of all, ladytoladycomedy.com. That has a calendar where we list both our shows that are together and our separate shows if we're traveling or if we're in L.A. So go there if you want to see a calendar with all of our dates on it. Yeah. And follow us on all the various things, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be great. Um, Wow. I want to know what this person's sign is. This is an Aries, right? (laughs) This is an Aries. Aries? Is that what you said? I'm glad the the, the resident Aries in the podcast said it because I was (laughs) going to make an Aries joke. And then I was like, I'll let Tess say what she wants. (laughs) What do you think, Deanne? What's what's your take on the sign? I mean, my my initial thought was, is this a problem? Um, Mm -hmm. maybe, Maybe this is just someone with a sense of like a deep sense of justice and righteousness, mm-hmm. but it does sound like it is a problem for her. I really love the phrase, I'm dying on hill. I don't know if she said something like, I'm dying on a hill I don't even care about. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I knew That's, that she was yeah. an Aries. 
So what do you, I mean, what can she do about this, if anything? I kind of feel like this is not a bad way to be. I think it depends on, yeah, if it's truly fucking up your relationships. And if it it also depends on what happens when she gets confrontational. Does she Mm. fight dirty? You know what I mean? Like, like, is she getting superheated? Is she yelling? Like, it kind of depends on how far it goes, I think. Well, yeah, I think also, is it coming off as just criticism or is constructive criticism? Like with your boss or people at work, if you're just like, you should have done it this way. Because then you're like, okay, well, that... That's going to make you feel like a person that people don't want to like include in things in the future because you're hypercritical, you know, or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, there's, I think there's like a way to do it. I hope what it, there's like a phrase for it, but if it's like, if you could, uh, the sandwich? Give some, yeah, maybe oh, it's a yeah, sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Like give, mm. give some compliments and then be like, this is, maybe this was better, but you know, you want to kind of couch it in things that were done right, you know, because everybody wants to, you know, hear what they're doing correctly too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, my first instinct is also like, yeah, I kind (laughs) of feel like we're all, it's interesting that we kind of all have that take. Like, I feel like more bullshit needs to get called out in this world. Like so Mm -hmm. many egregious things are just seen as normal and status quo. And we need more people being like, fuck that shit, man. So, and I feel like especially, I don't know. Yeah, like if if you're if you're being made uncomfortable because there's like an injustice happening in front of you, who fucking yeah. cares if it makes other people uncomfortable that you're pointing it out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I also can't help but wonder about the gender dynamics of this whole thing. Right. Like she is calling herself confrontational and I mean we get well, I don't know, we we have to trust her self-reporting, but at the same mm-hmm. time like if she were a man, would this mm-hmm. be coming across the same way? Yeah. Um, it's that whole difficult to work with thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say that I, I personally have like, it's like, I don't wouldn't call myself confrontational, but I can get really upset. You know, I can get angry, like in, mm-hmm. and, and I can get into a fight and I can say like hurtful things. So I've had to, I've had to work on that, you know? And so I think if you're getting to that point, that's something that I would like look at and, and try to be better about. Um, I think for me, like, trying to do the thing where if you can feel yourself getting there, literally just counting to five or counting to 10 before you talk can be helpful, you know, just to make sure if you don't want to say something that, you know, you know, you're going to regret that can definitely be helpful. Um, One, two, three, four, five. You fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You really want to ramp up to the, you fucking asshole. Yeah, it's like counting into the music, you know, you just kind of. I mean, I'm literally thinking of this morning when I, I I like pulled into like the coffee place and there's nowhere to park. And this guy was just sitting in his car. He kept looking at me and I was like, I don't know what he wanted. So I rolled down my window and I was like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm just, I'm waiting for someone and I was going to exit that way. And I was like, okay. And it was just like, I don't know. The way he was looking at me really bugged me. <laughs> but I came in real ha- aggressive, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I get, uh, maybe it's like things like that where you're coming in a level that other people yeah. aren't, you know? I definitely yeah. like related to the like, I, I think some people just have a personality where you fight for sport. And. <laughs> Aries. And yeah, and it's, I definitely like, like what you're saying, like, we're like, sometimes I catch myself where it's like, I will, I'm fighting to win, not to resolve the argument. And that is where I start saying, like, 
unreasonably mean things just because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I'm trying to think I, I haven't perfected not doing that, but I'm trying to think <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I just have to be like, just shut the fuck up. Just don't talk yeah. right now. And like, I literally have to like bite down on my lip and like just breathe. And like, sometimes if I can just give myself like 20 seconds, yes, like mm-hmm. you said, like just a little bit. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it is like a, a, a feeling of like, is it, is the outcome more important than me being right right now? And mm-hmm. is what I'm doing serving the outcome? You know, the way that I'm communicating is that serving what I want to happen, you know? And if it's like, yeah, you know, if you taking it down a little bit would actually get the thing resolved in a way that yeah. you're like, okay, that's correct. Then I think it is like kind of taking that, taking that beat to be like, okay, this isn't about me being right this is about wanting to get to that place and this is actually the way i'm communicating is actually standing in the way of that happening yeah you know? yeah can i since we're bringing astrology into this please let me tell you a secret leo hack mm. <laughs> i think i mean i'm confrontational when it matters in terms of like i'll be uncomfortable to call something out that's like unjust or you know mm-hmm. someone's treated unfairly but in interpersonal dynamics i truly do not seem, I can't say I don't have, but I do not seem to have an ego. I'm always happy to let the other person be right. It is, Brandy, it is more about like, what is the outcome? What do we want here? I don't need to be right. But Mm -hmm. behind it all is the secret belief Mm -hmm. that I am the better person. (laughs) (laughs) Look how generous and giving Mm. I am. So you can always hang on to that in the background if you need to. Oh, there you go. That's good. And then that obviously means that you are right. It means you're right, yeah. (laughs) The important thing is you still are. You're secretly right with yourself and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they've just got to go through it to get to the place that you're already at. And um, (laughs) that's just their journey. I also feel like, I mean, do I don't know if you, you live in LA, so maybe you already do, but like yoga helps me a lot with reactivity. Like I Mm -hmm. really, there's something about just like teaching your muscles. Like I can be in this really heated situation and I'm going to stay calm. Um. So if you don't yeah. already do yoga, I would recommend practicing yoga. I think having a physical thing is probably a good idea. Like have like, you know, yes. like oh oh like a silly but like a worry stone in your pocket or something. Or like I know an anger management technique is like they'll be like have a, a rubber band on your wrist that you can just like snap or like something that will like put you physically like in your body and make you present, maybe might be helpful. Yeah. But again, all this is to say, yeah, I feel like she's ninety five percent right. I mean, <laughs> I, it's okay to. I agree. I think it's finessing. I think it's a finesse. Like just finessing and like yeah. again, yeah. if it's something that's like truly fucking up your relationships, that's yeah. a different thing. It doesn't sound yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. And like I think that if it is something you want to change, it's just mm-hmm. about observing the why and like and like Brandy said, like is it getting you to where you want? And like yeah. just start thinking about those things, and then mm-hmm. I think if it's something you do want to change or need. Like eventually, you know, maybe you'll start, but it's you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. fine. Dare I say? I think her biggest lady problem is not having seen you in LA yet. So that's true. (laughs) I think that's really why she called. True. We don't have an upcoming show planned, just us, but we should get it on the books. And uh, and again, yeah, yeah, go to our website. We all put our shows there, and we would love to meet you IRL. And yeah, we're absolutely. all going to be, yeah, there's nothing to confront there because we'll just be cool. I hope she absolutely explodes for no reason. Ah! And you'll be like, oh, no, that was a real problem. <laughs> oh, fuck. I didn't realize. Got it. All right. Addendum. We'll do an like, adde- a follow up. punch some walls in the venue. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. 
Um, Deanne, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It's been so nice. My joy and pleasure. Thank you. The rest of my day looks, looks honestly quite bleak after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we get that a lot. No big deal. Um, (laughs) Let everyone know where they can find your album, where they can find you online and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Yes. Well, I mean, good luck to you. I'm real push pull with, with, you know, bringing people into my world. Uh, (laughs) Grossly outdated. Uh, Google Deanne Smith. I'm the most successful one there is out there. There you go. Um, The album is on 800 pound gorilla and everywhere else. And I would love to plug some real life shows because that's what it's about for me. If you're in New York, September 13th, I have a show at union hall called Deanarchy. And at the end of the month, I'll be in Toronto for the, um, uh, JFL 42 festival and I'll be in Portland and Seattle uh, that that gets us through to October. That's enough for you guys. Yes. Amazing. Go see Deanne live. They're so hilarious. And we're just so glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for yes. joining us. We really love it, guys. It's it's great to just plug into an already established friendship dynamic. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we try to bring. You we're know? plug and play friendship. Yeah. That should be your tagline. <laughs> In the Barbie font, obviously. Okay, Barbies. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bye Barbies. Barbies. Bye. <laughs> three, two, three, six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, ladies. I was just listening to your most recent episode where you were talking about Tessa's Disneyland debacle, and I did in fact work at Disneyland for quite a while and you guys were talking about like what happens when the park closes and how long they have to turn everything over in the middle of the night well I worked on Main Street which is open an hour after the park closes and then we're there for about an hour after that and what happens with all the rides is they do a final ride through with a lights on every night so the closing employees have to go on the ride and pick up any items they see basically and then return them to the front of the park so yeah that's probably what happened someone saw your phone in that ride through and picked it up and gave it to the lady in the front of the park um so yeah disneyland after dark is scary the lights on the carousel never turn off um and i think there are some other lights on main street that never turn off also love you guys bye howdy ladies and gentlemen everybody that listens um I guess I only call in also with advice. I don't know if that's selfish of me, but <clears throat> anyway, this last week, which is in August, mid-August, somebody called in with a lady problem about uh, wedding favors, and I've never been married and not really that interested in it, but I've had several friends that have had weddings um, throughout my 20s. I'm now 32, so been to quite a few, and... And I'm from Arkansas, and a big thing that people do for wedding favors here in Arkansas that is kind of along the lines that y'all were suggesting in yours, too, is to have some sort of food or drink-based, like, favor that is personal to you. That's a big deal here. Like, and my friend got married, my bestie, Lucy, got married um, a year or two ago, oh, God, two years ago in October, and she had, like, people making, like, pickled okra and, like, pickled peppers and things that her family had made that she was giving away. As favors, just um, sometimes I've seen people make homemade wine that they'll say their daddy or their grandpa, somebody makes muscadine wine. That's a big one here. Just like, you know, stuff that's personal to y'all. If you have anything like that or something that you made or something you can get together and have you do at your bridal shower maybe or with your aunts or, you know, whatever, That if there's anything that you make as a family or maybe your grandma or somebody you can involve 
in it that would make them feel good. I'm also a big fan of taking the pressure off of you to let other people help you, let them do it. It'll make them feel good. People like to help you, I think, and with your family. They love to be able to contribute to that. So it helps everybody. Anyway, I love all those suggestions. I'm with you. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy. And give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.